Hello, everybody, and welcome into the Hot Routes and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast, where we will take a deep dive into the NCFFL in all its glory, providing you, the GMs, the fans, hot takes and predictions sure to stir up controversy all along the fantasy football season. My name is Joe Norton, and along for the ride is Jared Campbell. Let's go! Podcast. We have finished up with week one. It is a victory, at least for me and Jared, a victory Thursday here uh, at the moment that we're recording this pod. A lot of excitement throughout week one. We just got done with waiver wires. And Jared, uh, victory Thursday. How you feeling, bud? Feeling good, baby. Look at us at the top of our divisions. Look at us. Who would have thought? Has Look it ever us. happened? Probably not. I saw or one and I saw where a crazy stat line I could not believe. It's this is even worse than your Bears, Joey. Oh, the New York Giants won, and that balls the Dable doesn't. He's got balls that don't fit his dump truck going yeah. for a wheelbarrow to balls. Go up, yeah, boom. They're one and oh. That's the first time the New York Giants have been above five hundred. So they've been five hundred before. But above 500 since 2016. <laughs> wow, man, six I, years it's been. But five, yeah, five, about five years where they have not been above 500. They've been at 500 before, but not above 500. And all it took was one and up. And next, wow. who they got next? Hosting the Carolina Panthers. So they might be going two and up. Could be. I don't know. Panther put in a good fight. Solid game there. Unfortunately, Baker couldn't pull it off. A um, lot of excitement this week. I think a lot of people were excited about their fantasy squad. And I do people individuals, and we'll get into this as the uh, pod goes on, that might be sipping on a little uh-oh water. And they, they might be rethinking some of their draft strategy. Um, not, not me, not no. me, baby, not me. No high, high score. score, high score. I've already, I've already got money in the pocket. High score for you there. Um, we had a lot of actually high scores out there, and we'll get into that in the rapid fire recap soon enough. But um, yeah, overall, I think pretty solid week one, um, at least on our end. Can't speak for everybody. Did you do and- any DraftKings? I didn't do any DraftKings. I've been off the DraftKings for, you know, a little while now. Um, it's just I, too much. It's too much I for do me. It. What about I, you? I just I always throw in about 50 bucks at the beginning of the season. I never do anything crazy. I'm always just a double, a $5 double up, maybe maybe two or three a week. But this is how how detached I was from week one. Guess who one of my lineups I was stacking in it? <laughs> uh, I, I, I have no idea. Trey You're stacking Lance. them up, Trey Lance and stacking. Elijah Mitchell, Trey Lance and Brandon Ayuk. <laughs> oh, jeez! Did you not I, check the weather? I had zero clue what was going on <laughs> in Chicago. Did you see the zero. pictures from that? No, I wasn't paying attention at all. Sunday it was like Hurricane around. Andrew came. Through. I had my parents and some family. They were in town, so I was just kind of like late. I was just I had zero clue. That little weather was going on like that until like <laughs> half time. I was kind of tracking. I was like, oh, now I understand. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, so 
So note to self, check, check the weather. Yeah, please do that next time. But that, that just actually gave me a, a great idea on this. Um, cause I do have a DraftKings uh, account and if not, if anything, we could just bum it off your account, but we should have a hot routes and hot takes. We go in together every week, figure out a, a team together. And then we just let everyone know that's listening, how our team did the previous week. I think that'd be a good little segment. I don't know. Just tossing yeah. it out there. We got to agree on, on the squad that we put out there and see if we bring home any money. You know what yeah, I mean? I don't, I don't think they'd care. They might. I mean, maybe if we wanted to do some side bets on, like, uh, trying to – if people in the league wanted to try to do a uh, their own kind of each week, a little throw of money in, and I don't know, that'd be, that'd be kind of redundant, though. But what, are, how, how, what kind of uh, – what was your week one setup watch? You just watched the Bears the whole time? Well, you know, we had the epic Saturday um, from a college football aspect. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Congrats. That was a big one. You know, and I, I think it got downplayed. And I think the only reason it got downplayed is because App State's been there before. Um, they they should have beaten many a teams, not just Michigan back in 06. But there's a wide range of teams that they should have beaten, either lost in OT or just lost because of stupid decisions. Um, but, yeah, them taking down Texas A&M in, what's that, station, something station? College Station, Texas. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That was the biggest one. Um, I hear a lot about the Notre Dame. I think it's just because Notre Dame is a bigger brand than Texas A&M, but Texas A&M is a way better team. True. Uh, and for True. both teams, really, to go in and, and beat road. those teams on the road is quite amazing. And then, obviously, we saw what uh, – I don't know if it was College of Charleston. Charleston Southern rolls into Nebraska – Knocks Yo. them off, and then gets, their coach gets, gets frost fired. Frost fired. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so the uh, I don't know if you're like paying. You probably don't. But the the big, uh, especially like in the Raleigh area, the big uh, discussion there has been which football program is the best in North Carolina. College football program is the best in North Carolina between. They always say App State, Carolina, and State. They always leave, obviously they leave out East Carolina because obviously, but uh, but then they always leave out Wake Forest, who's been pretty good, and so totally. it's just it's just funny to me to kind of let because it's just like because the old argument is and and uh, I mean Chaz the Wilmington guy he can kind of disregard this conversation, uh, John the Lenore Ron he can kind of disregard this conversation. Watch really out know. for them bears. I, yeah, watch out for them bears. Um, but it's just like, oh, you know the old art, like State Carolina Wave Games. Like, well, if App State was in the AC, they wouldn't be, they wouldn't be winning as much. And uh, but it's just funny to me how it's like App State because there was some article on like the like some News and Observer is like App State just proved that they're the best team or the best program in North Carolina. <laughs> and I'll be like, they literally just lost to Carolina at home a week ago. <laughs> you can't, you know, you can't really like say, oh, just because they go on the road to A&M and win, which is a massive win that Carolina State and teams like that can't say they've done. But also on the other side, they literally just lost to one of the other teams the week prior at home. <laughs> well, I stand by what I said when they played Carolina, and that was – if App State played a game before Carolina, just as Carolina played a game before App State, 
App State would have beat Carolina, hands down. It would have been easy for them to do that. They had a lot of mental mistakes. Their defense wasn't uh, shirt up there. They would have rolled over Carolina. That's my perspective. I think Mike would have uh, a different say there as well as Brian. Um, but I also think, like, if, if anybody wants to, like, when they get off on kind of making, trying to make your uh, reasons on why your school, I mean, this is either either Pittman or Michaels are going to be the ones that kind of say something. Yeah. On why your school is the best program in the state, fire off. Let's, they're definitely, let's, let's they're definitely top three. And I, I would say this. If you put App State against uh, UNC, and I, get, I think that line was actually a pick game, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but if it was App State against NC State, and if it was played, let's say it's played at State, that's probably a, maybe a, a plus three, maybe a plus six for App Man. State there. I, I, I think it's close for all the big programs. You put them, stack them up against each other, and I think it's the the line on those games are going to be close to a pickup, which shows yeah. that they are, you know, close, you know, and – we're talking about UNC, um, NC State, South Carolina. I'm not talking about ECU. I'm not talking about Lenora, but definitely App State. Yeah, Wake, like Wake so, would be in there. Too. Wake Wake would be in there yeah. for sure. So Yeah, but, but setup-wise, I, I was actually kind of took it pretty easy. Rusty was like, what are you sipping on, Joe? He thought I was like – four finger deep into a scotch and i was like God, just sucking on some h some h2o some water for me i'm very similar I've been, to I've sunday been, i've been four finger deep <laughs> i'm sure you have that's a different story yeah well go ahead um but yeah sunday i think i had like a couple beers that was about it nothing nothing too crazy and you just uh, like just outside just no the- i didn't go outside i'm not ready for the outside yet it's got to get a little bit brisker for me it was cool and then i'll be going Last night it was nice, but there was no game on. True. Last night. So hopefully, I'm hoping for for tonight, Thursday, uh, solid game that we got coming up. I hope that uh, I'm able to get out there and get that fire cooking soon. Oh. Um, yeah. My, what about you? My son had me out there playing one-on-one tag football in the backyard during the Panthers game. So I had that on outside. I'm like, dude, I got to. He's like, let's play tackle. I'm like, I'm not falling the grass and getting all the itchy. You can. I'm not. I was like, you're never going to touch me anyways. <laughs> so, but who it won, was good. by the way? Come on. I'll let him okay. win. I'll let him win for right now until he's at, when he starts getting good, then I'll be like, I'll actually not let him win. But oh, I kind of I take him. a different approach. I make him earn it. So you got to beat so, me. Until you beat me, then you're never going to get better. You're going to think you're winning all the time. Well, I don't let my kids win. He's five. I don't care. I got, I'm going to beat him every time. Yeah. He's not, he's not going to score. It's called adversity. So it hits you but, in life uh, early. But it was good. I was, I, was, I was feeling so good about my matchup on Sunday night. I fired up Top Gun Maverick. Ooh-wee. Bought, bought Morgan wanted to watch it. I saw it over Memorial Day weekend. She wanted to watch it. I was like, we'll buy it. Yeah. Boom. Nine o'clock. We've started that thing off at eight, eight fifteen. She's asleep by nine fifteen, halfway through. <laughs> Did I stop it and so we could watch it tomorrow? Nope. Kept Did on it. watching it. Yeah, I would. And then guess what? We watched it again on Monday night. <laughs> That's awesome. I haven't seen it yet, so don't spoil it for it's me. It's really good. Uh, it's really right good. Here. I hear it's fantastic. Sorry. So 
But, All right, uh, man. A lot of good games. We'll get into the matchups. In fact, here's the rundown here. looks like we're going to get into rapid-fire recap here in a second. Uh, we're going to do a little shooting from the hip, and that's going to cover a wide range of topics. Uh, then we got the Week 2 matchups, and we'll, we'll see who we got going in Week 2, kind of the storylines that are potential there. So what do you say we get going? Let's do it. It's time for the weekly rapid fire recap. Let's go, GMs. Rapid fire recap. Here we are. Hot routes and hot takes fantasy football podcast week one. Jared, we are going to start with. Um, let's start with a fairly reasonable game. Mikey ver- Michael versus Rusty. Mike 122 to Rusty's 140, a difference of 18. Not the largest difference. We'll get to those later. You and I both took Rusty in that matchup, and we were victorious. Any kind of storylines on this thing that kind of stuck out to you? Uh, I mean. Outside of us not knowing what Madden 19 means, 2019? Yeah, still, don't, still don't know that. Any time, Rusty. Any time. Throw it in the chat or something. Let people know what the hell you're talking about. Uh, no, not a whole lot. I mean, I mean, this was pretty, there's no storylines, but it's pretty solid teams. Rusty did. I mean, his guys showed up like we thought Saquon might be back. I mean, that's might. kind of, might, he might be back. So that's a pretty scary. He's got, we, we kind of, even though you hinted to Rusty's team being pretty good as you were trade for and then he kind of went back and forth saying that he wasn't going to make the playoffs. Are you now back in on him? Or are you still out on Rusty? Rusty's team is legit. I mean, look at it. He didn't even have Kamara do anything for him, and he scored 140. I, I don't think that he's going to be getting 30 from Barkley and and 20 from A.J. Brown every week. But if you look at his squad, even as he's, he sat Judy, Rashad Bateman, and both had – that's 30 points right there on that he could have subbed out. So his squad is legitimate. And I would be scared going up against that. Yeah, this guy's had like thirty-five catches. That's that's pretty good. He's got he's going to be a tough squad. He's going to be tough. I think those are probably the the maybe one of the the matchups that was pretty tough sledding. But there's nothing Michael could have done. Looking at his bench, could have said he could have kept in Duvernay and would have been a little bit more respectable, but still wouldn't have been enough. So Rusty yep. pulled it out. Rusty got to got to one and zero. He's. Uh, it's been a while since he's been familiar with one. The the he's kind of like the Giants in 2016. <laughs> he's he's back above 500 for the first time in about uh, 48 weeks. If he uh, can just sneak together two more victories, he'll then tie his season high last year. So he's on his way, right? He's yeah, on but, his way. But both teams probably feeling good. They just rusty edged it out. Yeah. All right. Let's roll over to. How about we get to Chaz and Slip? This one here, 116 for Chaz, 145 for Slip. The uh, Not the largest deficit, a 28-point victory for Slip there. I chose Chaz. You chose Jared on this one. So congratulations on your pick there. Any storylines for this matchup? Uh, I mean, the main storyline to me is, you. I mean, you know what they say. If you have four defenses – you don't have any. You don't have any. So, I mean, it's a guessing game every week. 
I mean, I don't that's, get just, it. that's insane. You could I mean, only he play one. He did this last year with quarterbacks, and now he's doing it again with defenses. I'm pretty sure he dropped somebody. He picked up Philadelphia after the draft. He drafted the three guy, three defenses on his bench. They all score better than the Philadelphia, who brings in one. So it's probably going to be a teachable moment there where, like, hey, I don't know. Buffalo is going to be ahead in, like, almost every game. So just play the Buffalo defense and drop your other two. Here's what I – here's – like, I understand his philosophy. Well, if I have them, that means that somebody else doesn't have them. Okay, good and great. But They're you defenses. can only play one. So you're going you're gonna to have three bench slots that you could potentially put in bench players, running backs, quarterbacks, receivers, tight ends, that you might have to make a decision instead – you know, this Okawanabamanon, uh, tight end, five eight points. I mean, nothing great there. Uh, I'm looking at his other guys here. Cooper, yeah, Kittle, Kittle was yeah. out. I, I mean, don't know if Cooper's gonna do good. He played Amari against the Panthers. He never. I thought he was a Panthers fan, but I also tried to tell him about Miles Sanders. I told him I was like, these are the guys that when you draft, when Chaz drafts a running back that's been struggling the past year or two in like the seventh, eighth, ninth round, those guys are about to blow up. So if he would have just, you know what, I'm going to play with the guys I drafted, Miles Sanders over Amari Cooper, and then actually stick with one of those other defenses, he pulls out the victory. But no, he's just going to like be in this stranglehold of trying to guess right between defenses. Good luck. Yeah, he could have uh, won this one, but you know when you choose wrong and you you don't you put in the right players, what do we always say, right? You always say that. Week. Wait a second, wait a second. He's a defense attorney, right? Uh, I don't know what he is. He's an attorney. But, I mean, I think he tries to defend, like, like DWIs and stuff like that, right? Maybe that's why he has so many defenses. Maybe. It's just in his blood. It's It's in in his blood. It's in his, like, butter. It's in his blood. (laughs) It's like So. Uh, solid victory for Slip there. Really, the only deficiency I saw was his tight end there. Uh, he could be interested in potential trade and or pick up off the waivers. Um, we'll talk about that a little later. But, damn, solid squad there. Petty Mahomes just tearing it up in there. A I lot said of it. it. I called it. A lot of stuff from a lot of his guys. Swift, Mix, and Waddle, Samuel, all scoring. Uh, even Connor throwing up 14 points there. So, very – 145 points, nothing to write home about. Um, yeah, great job for Slip, and he's off to a great start. Yeah, I know he got uh, – he, sh- he should be the one that was the high score of the week because he got vultured. Swift got vultured, I think, twice at the, like, inside the two-yard line with Jamal Williams touchdowns. Yeah. One of those goes to Swift, and he's high score. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right, let's go on to the – Matchup number three, the Volcanic Rock fight. Uh, this one, Brad versus John. 86 points out of Brad. 108 from Johnny. That's a 21-point difference there. Um, we both had Brad winning this one, so John on the surprise victory. Like I said, I, I think you said last week, week one matchups, this is going to be a rock fight, and I just declared it a Volcanic Rock fight. Meaning yeah. it's very porous, and these people were like peppering each other with, like not even wiffle balls, like soft little fluffy balls. I mean, it was it was not good on either end, and 
quite frankly, John's lucky he even pulled this thing out. Yeah. I mean, well, that's what you get when you're trying to start Mike Davis. Oh. Uh, running back. You starting mean running back. Mike Davis that is going to be uh, the surprise back of the year, apparently, according to his text message. Apparently. Or you say RB1? Something think, like that. But, I mean, I mean – I might have given Brad the kiss of death with him being my uh, my my the the league winner this year. So this is not out to a good start. But I remember at one point I saw where Joe Burrow for him had like negative four fantasy points. Eee. And that was like at like three o'clock in the afternoon on Sunday. And then he just kind of turned it around. But uh, but yeah, I mean he still has some stuff there. John still is going to be reeling a little bit. I mean, both of them got kind of hurt with the old Dak got injured. It's going to hurt C.D. Lamb. But I don't know. Classic classic NCFFL rock fight. <laughs> um, but The yeah, one two- thing that would have me nervous if I'm Brad is with Dak going down and you didn't Lamb. get any with Lamb, uh, the Mike Williams thing, that's, that's odd. Uh, the Mooney thing, the weather there was a factor, which he should have known and subbed <laughs> him out. But then if you look at his bench, his bench was suboptimal there. Um, no one really did anything. So it's not like if he traded anyone out, it, he would have had a chance. So actually, if he traded anyone out there outside of Mooney, he would have lost points. So, um yeah, that's a tough one for him to swallow. I think Brad had high hopes on the year. Um, so, yeah, Eww. tough tough matchup there. That's a tough one. That's one where it's like, is he going to start panicking? Uh, the know. only reason it was 20 points is because late in the game, Mike Thomas scored two random touchdowns. That, I will say, say random, that. But, I mean, it was he, – he had zero points until like late in the fourth quarter. Not zero, but I think everyone knows what I'm saying. And then he gets these two touchdowns, and all of a sudden it bumps him up to 20 points. That was really the reason why John yeah. ended up winning that game. And I think I think he had Thielen, and I don't even – that was like the Houdini move. At one point I looked in, I was like, damn, when did he switch Michael Thomas in? So he must have made that call at like 12.55. Great call, great good yeah. feel by the, G, by the commish. 15, he still would have won, but that would have been – if it would have been – 93 to 86 week one. Yeah. Yeah. God. So where do you want to uh, go? You want to go me or you? Uh, let's go. Uh, let's go. You, that was a good, uh, let's go to my we got, matchup. We, got... we actually called this one. Yeah. We said that this was going to be the closest matchup of the week. It lived up to the hype. Uh, Pittman, 135 points myself with 141 edged them out by six points. We both were on my side here. So congrats to us. We both took victories on that. Um, what's the storyline on this one, in your opinion? I mean, the main – and I don't know how much of it, it, like, he considered to where, like, was Pittman ever wanting to start Kareem Hunt? Because if he starts Kareem Hunt, he pulls out the win, assuming you don't start James Robinson. But – so – but he's also a big Panthers fan too. So he's probably like, I'm not going to play Kareem Hunt against the Panthers. Maybe it was never an option. Maybe he never thought about it, but he might be kicking himself. He's probably not because anytime you score like over 130 and you lose, you're just like, eh, it is what it is, especially early on. But 
did last year, right? The, I think we'll put the benchmark at 120 or 125. If you can score 125 and you lose, that's just you. That's you just run into a buzzsaw. And unfortunately, you know, he ran into a buzzsaw. Now, he would have only beat everyone else that lost because all the other GMs would have beat him that won. So, you know, there that kind of sucks. Um, He's also probably really happy. He was one of those that was actually pulling for uh, in that Monday night game when Melvin Gordon fumbled on the one-yard line. Because if he doesn't fumble and punches that in and his goes up to, what, like 14, 15 points, who I would have laid in. I tried to tell him Melvin Gordon over Damian Pierce. He was like, no, no. And so, yeah, but, no, didn't understand but, the Pierce one, but. But he's got it. I mean, he's got to like where he's at, 130. Anytime you score 130 and yeah. lose, I mean, that's, that's, that's okay. We but, got two uh, extra spots for points, so the more you can score, the better. Yeah. And let's let's get over to that that final matchup, the high score matchup: Brian Ooh. versus Jared. Ooh. Brian, seventy-one points to a one forty-seven. Jared, high score of the week, a difference of seventy-six points. I took you on this one, so I'm going to chalk up a point for me. You took Brian. You went no. against the grain. No, I took me. I, I no. kept saying no. I kept saying that. I was like, I don't know how he's going to do it. It's like ah, I got to take me though. I just don't see it. I'm pretty sure we go back and look. I, I got a go check mark next to your name and Brian. So we'll have I got to go. Back go I got to go back and listen to that. So, um, but what's the what's the storyline here outside of your team is doing really really well? I think the storyline is look. If you listen to week one or last week's pod, we're not big fans of Brian's team and roster. We also think when we're not big fans and he's got Elijah Mitchell goes down, he's out for about eight weeks. Chris Godwin's out with a hammy for a couple weeks. Najee Harris, he went out like at the end of the fourth quarter. It's not like he missed like the game. He was just that. I think that line's just that bad, but he's supposed to be back. Cam Akers never touched the ball. T. Higgins was out with a concussion. So it's easy to kind of like, ah, it's just all these injuries. You still only scored 71. His team, his shitty team just got shittier. <laughs> That's the storyline, in my opinion. I don't know what he's going to do. And was, it's going to get even shittier. So Gallup, I think, was ruled out already, I think I heard. He's out, um, he's out for like four weeks. Brian, guys so, on his roster score, get this. Less than 0.4 points or less. You mean five, four points? 0.4 points or less. Five. Scored that many. No, that is, there was only one. 0.4 is less than one point. Yeah, once you look at his roster. I'm looking at it right now. Cam Akers, one. zero. Lazard, zero. Uh, Gallup, zero. Oh, you're counting the bench? Allegier, zero. Chubba Hubbard, 0.3. I mean, your bench players, that's who you got to lean on later on. I mean, let me – I'll say this. Let's say you throw out your starting lineup, right, and they do suboptimal for you. Let's say you're John's team, right? You get a victory, 108 points. Your starters didn't do shit, but your bench players produced. That gives you a little bit of, okay, 
my guys didn't do great, but I got bench guys I can lean upon that I know if I plug them in, they're going to play. What sort of hype does he have here? Mostert, his best players, uh, Cordero Patterson. He's got to go into the lineup. And he's then he's got, probably, I don't think he has a choice. We'll have to. I think at some point later on, we're going to probably review some the the week in between week moves. We'll see what he does. Yeah, but I don't know. I I just hope he's not already checked out. I just hope he's not like ah, not my year. I don't really know how you can do that when you have a punishment for finishing last and having to pay. But I'd be trying to sell the ship right now. I'd be like, oh, oh, who wants Najee? Who I'd be looking Higgins? for trades. Right? Who wants Waller? Just got to do all kinds of shit to shake it up. Whew, that's God, rough. Something there. That's rough. That roster is looking like the way Brooks feel, felt on, after draft night. <laughs> Man. Um, you know what that roster reminds me of? What's Brad that? doing a belly flop into Michael's yeah. pool at 2.30 yep. in the morning. Yep. That's what that roster makes me feel like. So, I mean – I don't know if he needs to – if Brian needs to try to get out like a uh, – what do you call it? A GoFundMe so he can get some <laughs> kind of in-season fantasy package to subscription to try to get some of these experts to help out with. But he needs something. <laughs> he needs something. Well, there you have it, boys. Uh, eventful week one victories to Slip, Rusty, John, Jared, and myself. Congratulations. You are now 1-0 and o heading into week two. Let's move on to the next segment. Should we do it, Jared? I think we should. Let's shoot. Let's shoot from the hip. Let's go. All right, GMs, here we go. Week one edition of Shooting from the Hip. It's the Hot Routes and Hot Takes. Jared and Joe here for you. Jared, a lot of things to kind of discuss. I'm going to get it started off with one thing. Actually, it's going to be two things. So this is going to be, the first thing is going to be a season-long tracker that I'm going to do. I know most of the GMs probably aren't going to appreciate this or care for it. You probably won't even care for it. But I was thinking about this last night. And what I'm going to do is track the NCFFL studs and duds from each week. Now, you might be asking yourself, Joe, what do you consider a stud? And I would say to that, a stud is going to be an individual GM who scores 140 points or more in a given week. A dud is going to be a GM that scores less than 100 points and we're going to tally it up through the entire year and see if it correlates into perhaps the romper and or perhaps a chance what do you think sounds good to me so for the first week one studs we have jared slip rusty and joe ching and the duds we have brian and brad i'm also going to keep track of those totals just so that we can look back and see who scored like the least amount. So current current guy in the clubhouse is, is Brian with 71 points. So I mean that's uh, gonna be tough to beat. That's gonna be really hard. He might do it this week though. Uh, he could do it this week. Good. We'll see. We'll see. All right, here's my here's the other thing that I just wanted to get out there because we didn't discuss it 
in our pre-draft um, or I guess our post-draft week one kind of um, uh, matchups. And that is, who do you, th- who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl? Like, let's get away from fantasy for a minute. We still have a football league here. Who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl? So I want your AFC, your NFC guy or team, and then I want you to give me your champion. Now, I know I'm kind of putting you on the spot there, so what I'll do is I'll give you mine, all right, to give you some time to to think about it. So here's my – I know my Super Bowl winner. I just don't know who they're going to play. Okay, so here's mine. I think it's going to be the Los Angeles Chargers versus – I'm not 100% here, but I think it's going to be either the Minnesota Vikings – or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and that's not going to matter because I got the Chargers winning the Super Bowl. Wow. I think the showdown then, I mean, I was going to go the opposite. The Vikings and Bucks. Um, but I do think it's going to be one of those two. I think I could see the Bucks. I don't know about the Vikings. I could also see the Packers turn it around. I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I, I think this team is built to make a run, and the NFC is just kind of weak. I'm going to go with the NFC representative that is going to lose in the Super Bowl is going to be the San Francisco 49ers. Wow. Okay. Did not see that one coming. And they are going to lose to, big showdown tonight, Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. Chiefs get back in the saddle. They're back in it. But the Chargers are going to be right there. I was between the Chiefs and Chargers. So we um, both went away from against the grain and not, not sniffing the bills there. We think they're going to just kind of blow it again, huh? Crazy. I mean, it's going to be one of those three, though, right? Chiefs, Chargers, or bills. An NFC team's not going to win it. I, I, that would surprise. Would it? Well, let me ask you this. Would it surprise you or not surprise you, I guess? Cinderella story. Here comes touchdown Tommy. Bucks get in there. Some sort of magic occurs late in the fourth quarter. Inner pick six or something. Bucks take the lead. Stop the whoever. And they win and, and, and Tommy rides off in the sunset. Would that surprise you or not? I don't think it wouldn't surprise me one bit. I mean, a little, just because I think it's not so much with Tommy. It's just they're starting to get banged up. That offensive line is hurt. They're kind of banged up. I mean, the wide receivers are already kind of starting. They they, they got like an injured team. So if they if they make a run and win the Super Bowl, it's, I think it's going to be more so because of their defense than Brady and the offense. Okay. But we'll, we'll see. Um, what do you got? So those are my like two out of the shoot there. Here's here's one of my what what is the current trade value for CD sacrificial lamb? <laughs> um and now when you say value, are you talking like I mean what if so if Brad the funny part about this is I remember draft day. I was playing golf with Brad, riding with Brad the whole time. Brad's like, 
I love me some DeAndre Swift. If he's there in the second, I'm going to take DeAndre Swift. Okay. And about round five, he comes up to me hammered. <laughs> I've messed up. <laughs> I just re- I just realized I didn't take Swift and I took C D Lamb instead. So you know he is kicking himself double time because Dak goes down, Lamb is just plummeting in the rankings. <laughs> and he's gonna be I mean he's just so what's the trade value for him right now? I mean, what would you give up for C D Lamb? It's always hard at, at this James point. Robinson. Uh it's always hard. So you, you even balked that. Like, you wouldn't even, like, like C.D. Lamb is not worth James Robinson. Well, hold on a sec. So here's what I'm saying. It's always hard the first week to put some sort of value on it because everybody is still so high on their picks. So it always comes down to, well, C.D. Lamb. I bet he's on him right now. Well, yeah, but. It's the value, right? He's gonna he's gonna argue. Well, C.D. Lamb's still a uh, wide receiver one, so I'm not gonna take a running back two for a wide receiver one. That's gonna be the argument. Now, is that a valid argument? Not with Cooper Rush thrown to him. I think he's probably <laughs> wide receiver two at most. At most, uh, but it's convincing you know, Brad, that that's the value and that's what he's worth right now. And I think the reports are that Dak's out eight weeks. I doubt that. I think it'll be more like six, but if it is eight weeks, that's his value because Cooper Rush is not going to turn CeeDee Lamb into a wide receiver one because I think he was a high-end wide receiver two with Dak there. I don't think he could handle the wide receiver one position because he didn't have any help on the side. So what he didn't have your... Amari Cooper. He doesn't have that. And what's his name? Is it Gallup that's injured right now? Yeah. Who's supposed to take the lid off the defense? He that ain't ha- that ain't working. So right now, what I'm hearing is CD CD Lamb for James Robinson is on the table. It can be. We can talk about it, Brad. Give me a call. Negotiate. Um. Yeah, sure. I'm always open for negotiations. But my man, my man is kicking himself because. Oh of my God! I totally DeAndre forgot about Swift. that story. He told me all day long. I love me some DeAndre Swift. I want to take DeAndre Swift, and then it was it was just perfect because he was hammered about round four, and he comes up to me and goes, "I fucked up. I didn't take <laughs> Swift." <laughs> and the fantasy gods are shining down. So, <laughs> too many IPAs, too many Jim Beams. It, it, happen, it happens to Got the best to of them. Speaking Got of, to. it also, who else did it happen to based off draft results? Uh, John? <laughs> well, maybe John, maybe Brian. But you're right. I mean, it's hard to do trades right now. You typically don't see trades until maybe after week three because we're kind of feeling out our roster. We're kind of seeing who's going to be what, and then we'll kind of go from there. So yeah. it's more important the first kind of first few weeks is trying to figure out the moves on the waiver wire. Yeah. And it's always interesting. I was most curious to see what Brian was going to do because it was going to kind of tell me what, where his mindset was with his team. Was he going to go all out saying, Hey, I got to try to turn this around now or what? And so I got Eli Mitchell. (laughs) 
starting running back for the 49ers. For $13. For $13. That's nothing. I'm not even that excited about it. I don't know if I trust Shanahan. I don't – I mean, Trey Lance is going to be running some in there. Debo is probably really their primary running back. But it was $13. I thought either John or Brian was going to go at least $20 plus. That's what but, I thought he was going for. So I just kind of threw it in and was like, eh, let me see what happens. And boom, I wake up Wednesday morning at about 6.30. Rolling. I was like, damn, I got – I got – damn, I got him. Okay. And then I go in and look. I spent $13. Guess what Brian did? Twelve? Twelve dollars. <laughs> lost them. Lost them by a dollar. If you're going to go, go. You and need it. A, and then another one, Pan, a Panther favorite for a while here, now up in Washington, Curtis Samuel, goes yeah. to Rusty. Rusty's just kind of bulking up that uh, that depth on the uh, the bench. He, yeah. gets, he gets Curtis Samuel for twelve dollars. He Is was it? on my radar. I, I almost yeah. threw a waiver wire um, selection in for him. I just didn't have anyone that I could come off of. Yeah. At the I just threw it. I just threw a zero in there for him. It's like, yeah, let me see if I can get him for free. I didn't get him for free. Rusty did, got him for twelve dollars. Did Brian was, even bid? There was one other person that bid. Brian, guess what? Brian bid. Oh, don't say eleven. Eleven dollars. <laughs> <laughs> so he lost Samuel and Wilson for eleven dollars or one dollar each. He did get the backup running back in Detroit, though, for $7 when nobody else bid anything. Is that good, in your opinion? I I, he wasn't I even on my radar. I don't know. Um, I, I mean, I also bid $0 for him because I was like, yeah, let me see what happens. Yeah. So, And he went, unfortunately, I mean, the backup running back. How about this? What if I told you this a year ago, two years ago? The backup running back in Detroit Lions is going to be on a starting GM's team in week two. <laughs> I, I probably wouldn't have agreed with you at all um, because historically the Lions are just brutal. Uh, but that could pan out if Swift gets injured. He's so, not going to be as dynamic as Swift, but it could pan out for him. He's already said he was banged up this week, has some kind yeah. of ankle thing going on. Yeah. So I don't know. So I was watching Brian. He looked. He appeared. He made a lot of moves. He picked up uh, the uh, Najee Harris's backup. He got Jamal. Went. He came short on the other two guys. So he looks like he's trying to make some moves there. So it's good. It's good to see that he's not already checked out after uh, week one. Do you think he starts thinking about trades and maybe well, who's he gonna who's he gonna trade? Well, I always have the thought of if if. If your team's just not quite looking that good early on, maybe get rid of one of your horses for two, you know, decent starters. So, like, I'd have to look at his team. I'm, I'm actually driving right now, so I can't see who his horses are. I mean, the only um, two guys probably really would be, or three would be Najee Harris, who's banged up right now behind yeah. a terrible Pittsburgh offensive line with Mitchell Trubisky at quarterback. Darren Waller. You don't want to get rid of that. But it's hard to, like, find another tight end, and it's hard to find a trade partner for a tight end. Or T. Higgins, who's in concussion protocol. Or or you can go with the Cordero Patterson. He's still there. I mean, but everybody's like, ah, I don't know if that's for real, even though my man Patterson's been doing it for 15 straight weeks. Yeah, I mean – 
So his his trade options, I think, are either Najee or Corderell. Um, uh, and, you know, do you try and trade one of them for a, a mid-level uh, RB or perhaps a two, an RB and a wide receiver, two mid-levels, a two-for-one deal, just to try and give him a little bit more depth? I mean, he's got, he's got trash there. He's I mean, I don't – I don't. Do we don't. Something. We don't want to do all the work for him. No, got to try to do something. What did you notice? Anything else from uh, the first week of waiver wire and pickups and anything? Um, Pittman has a lot of fandom for the Panthers picking up Robbie Anderson. That was to be True. expected. I think. Uh, not sure if that's going to take the entire year, but you know, it was one pass, so good for him. Uh, yeah. This one kind of stood out to me, and I didn't know that Rusty had actually the commissioner controls here. Um, but I found it odd that at 4.01 a.m., Rusty dropped his kicker, Prater, picked up Sung Young Ko. I don't know the guy's first name. <laughs> Sung Young. Young Ho Koo. Uh, Young Ho Koo. And then had a change of heart at 4.09, dropped Sung Yo Koo, and picked up McManus, who just missed a field goal from 62 yards, four yards. Yeah. I, I, that's just weird to me. Is it not weird to you or anybody else? I mean, it's like, not. Like, did he put in two waivers? They weren't waivers. I'm looking at it right now. Waivers you can see when it'll say picked up off waiver, and then the other person goes to waivers. When that's picked up by free, so he was he was up at four oh one. Is he make is it, Rusty on the Mark Wahlberg training regimen, getting up at four in the morning and working out? Except he's checking out uh, waivers. Waiver. I don't. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, we'll see. Let's 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 track this next Love week to too. Let's see if, from, from the chat there. Yeah. Let's 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 check this in next Wednesday too and see what other kind of time stamps we have. So. But um, yeah, but yeah, and then the the only other one I was kind of curious about was John's been asking for RB. He's been trying to look for that, and he made some interesting moves where he he picked up another tight end. Yeah, <laughs> dropped some other, but he didn't really make a move at running back. So I was like, hmm, does he have some kind of trade pending? Is he already kind of like in the my head? Like I don't need to go after running backs. I got something else kind of in line. So that's something to monitor. I doubt he does because he's really hard to trade with. But Had, I doubt he does. Did he make? Uh, did he make you an offer at all? Because I haven't received an offer. He doesn't make any offers. I did kind of put one on the a three team, uh, a three team trade scenario. I kind of threw it out on the table and I said, "Who says no?" He said he was interested. He Nothing's always probably, says he's interested. He said his response was, I don't hate it. And then crickets. <laughs> yeah. That, and then crickets. That's the typical John answer. He's it's not either, he's not saying I'm not interested, but he's saying he's not interested. It's either his his responses are two things. There's one, it's either I don't hate it, and then it's crickets. Or his response is, I assume and fill in your blank with your best player on your team is not available. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Th- those are his two responses. Yeah. So, but, but yeah, what, uh, what, what other here? I got a, I got another different question for you. 
kind of okay. uh, we got five GMs that are zero and one: Pittman, Chaz, Brian, and Michael, and Brad. Yeah, and Brad. Pitt and Brad play each other, so one of those is going to get their first win. One's going to go to zero and two. Michael and Brian play each other, so one of those is going to go to zero and two. You face off with Chaz. You beat him. Which let's let's we've kind of we've kind of uh, ragged on him a little bit last weekend this week, so we'll leave Brian out of this. Yeah. Which of the four between Pittman, Brad, Chaz, and Michael, if they go zero and two, is going to start panicking the most? I think it's Piz. Without a doubt, I think it's Piz because I feel like he he feels like he made a, a, a good draft outside of his uh, DeAndre Swift debacle. Um, and I think if he goes down 0-2, um, the, he, it's going to be an uh-oh situation. And I, I think he might strongly start considering some sort of trade action. Uh, and I think that's going to be relative to how many points he scores. If he goes sub-100 again, yikes. Uh, yeah. So that'll be determined, but I think it's him. Do you think it's Chaz? I don't think Chaz or Michaels get too upset about things early on. I think uh, Pitt, Because I they've, think... Been, they've been there before and they're able to – to get into the mix. Yeah, we also – and Pittman scored like 130-something points last yeah, year. Yeah, I don't so – he's, he, So, he's probably not too concerned. Michael's probably similar. I Yeah, I think the – Brad would have been my answer as well because, like, it, I, I liked his roster, but now that Dak's going down, I'm like, ooh, maybe his roster's not – I mean, we'll have to see what happens. The only thing I would say about Chaz is if he loses this week, that means last week he lost to Brooks, and this week he loses to you. And so, how much is that going to take a shot at the – uh the the more mental aspect of it of losing to Joe, the notorious four and nine, and losing to Brooks, who's two of the last three years has finished last. Yeah. So he's gonna be like, I don't know, I don't know, but I think yeah, Brad might be the answer. Yeah, I I don't know. We'll see. I got something for you. How about this? I I haven't heard much discussion about it, and it surprises me, but. In about 300 and, I don't know, let's call it 40 days, we have a wheel of punishment that's going to be spun. Okay? Okay. And each GM has to come up with their punishment. I haven't heard a lick of ideas. So here's one of my ideas, and I don't know if you have one, but I'm going to try and generate one idea a week. Okay? Okay. Here's, here's one of my first ideas. Now, remember, when you pick a punishment, you could be the one getting the punishment. So you got to be kind of strategic in your punishment. It's got to be bad, but it can't be just outrageous because you don't want to be a part of that, right? So here's one, and I'd like to get your thoughts on it, okay? Wheel of punishment spins, lands on pie to the face, how this will work is each GM gets to either throw from 10 feet away or just smash into the loser's face a homemade pie, whipped cream. You can put any kind of toppings you want on it. 
the champion of the league gets to throw or smash two pies, okay, into the face. The losing GM with the pies into the face after all 11 pies or 10 pies have been smashed into his face, this has to be done pre-draft, has to stay in the pie-covered clothing entire draft. Thoughts? I mean, it's not bad. It'd be gross eventually, especially if it's like actual whipped cream. Two, if we're back at Ocean Isle, I don't know if Brooks is going to allow like just a bunch of slop around the Tom's bar for the entire night. Well, we can do it like out in the street or what we should do is like do it on the beach. So everybody yeah. can witness. Yeah. We could videotape it. He's sitting in a chair. Something like that. That would be pretty fun. And then they got to stay in their clothing the entire time. I think it gets fun. Each team can get creative with their toppings. You want to throw some sprinkles on there? Boom. Throw some sprinkles on there. You want to you wanna put some uh, blue or green food coloring on your pie? Boom. Throw it on there. You want to put some cherries in there? Throw some fucking cherries in there. That's where I think it gets fun. Okay. Okay. I like it. Yeah. Um, I like it. My thing with the will of punishment, there's a couple things. Whenever we, if, if we ever actually get to this, one, the rules around it has to be it cannot embarrass like somebody else. It has to be loser specific, right? So it can't like somehow impact like a, like, a wife or child or something like that. And then two, it can't, it can't have like a potential negative impact on like some kind of, I mean, Chaz is going to be running for some kind of, I lost you there. You said it can't be loser specific. So just, just uh, go through that again. I mean, it can't be the, it can't be specifically, it can't embarrass like somebody's like around the, like the losers, like wife or something like that. Right. Or it can't, it can't be something that might come back to, I mean, Chaz is going to be running for some kind of fucking office in Sanford at some point. So he, he can't be doing something that might have some kind of negative impact on it. You know, it's supposed to be fun, harmless, yeah. whatever. So we kind of keep that in mind. The second thing is I think we need to, whenever we want to implement this, I think we need to implement all the stuff prior to like the season. I don't want to do it. I don't think it's fair to whoever finishes last going into the will of punishment and everybody picks something knowing that we don't have to do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think we. Oh, we're kind of breaking up here. Kind of breaking up. I'm losing you. Barry. Um, I would say the wheel of punishment, each GM has to have their, uh, their punishment. Oh, it's, I heard a bye, and then it froze. So we don't have Joey anymore, y'all. I mean, this maybe this is an idea. Maybe maybe one of the will of punishment. We what do you think? We kind of lost you there. You must be must. Be, <laughs> we heard. Here's what I think, and then it froze out, and then he comes back and he goes, "What do you think?" <laughs> <laughs> all but, right, all right. So, so. 
we're probably going to do a little cutting and splicing here over the next uh, couple of minutes yeah. here. So just bear with us, listeners. Um, my thought was, um, let's let's say each GM has to submit their wheel of punishment punishment before Thanksgiving, like Thanksgiving, or or I guess uh, uh, the the trade deadline, he- right? Now, I, I think, like, if we're going to do it and it's going to be implemented next year, I think it needs to be, like, in place by, like, the end of the month. Because okay. what we can't be, like, halfway through the season and somebody has eight wins and then they're like, well, I'm safe. I don't have to worry about this punishment. So I'm going to be able to, like, I'm just going to make whatever I want to do because I'm not going to have to do it. True. That's what I think we need to avoid that as well. So the earlier we have, like, where everybody has potential skin in the game of – having to do like even what you suggest then that's where um i mean i think we i think it's good i mean we we kind of keep it simple they put like um uh, i hadn't thought of any off the so here's the ground so so let's say here's the ground rules while you're thinking of something so a it's got to be loser specific you can't bring attention to kids wives girlfriends um other individuals uh b it's got to occur that day day of or sometime during draft weekend so either friday night or saturday Um, because i can tell you this a 24-hour stint in a waffle house is not going to fly with a lot of wives that have children so you know i've already I've already got read the riot act on you're not leaving for 24 hours uh, to go do some random shit in a waffle house. So whatever has to happen has to happen during draft weekend. Here's one. I got one draft weekend. Loser has to set up a lemonade stand at ocean isle, wherever they want to stand. And they have, they have to sell lemonade or sell something. And once they get to a wolf, the number is whatever, but once they get to that, then they can be done. Why don't we add <laughs> this would be this could be bad or good, but we add a zero to their loss account. So if it's four, it's forty dollars. If it's one, it's only ten dollars, which would stink because you would think um, one win, you know, you should you should yeah. be there a longer than. That could be that could be something something along those lines of where yeah. they have to in order to be able to get out of the punishment they have to, yeah. How about this? Know. Is add a zero to the amount of losses that they have, not wins. So you got ten losses. Yeah. You got to earn a hundred dollars, and you're out. Yeah. So that'd be mine. Something like that. I'd have to I'd have to kind of figure out the details, but that might be mine. Okay. So GMs, start thinking about your punishment. We'll get uh, we'll get the commissioner involved. Let's get everyone's in before the end of the month. Everyone kind of heard mine. I like mine. I, I think I'm going to stick with that one. I think that's a good punishment because it can it, it involves creativity in, in terms of the pies, um, and good content, good video contact to share with everyone. So I think that's solid. Um, yeah. So let's get those in to commissioner. Or you can, or you can call into the pod, and we'll play your punishment yeah. 
That's an even better idea. How about that? Call I like the it. pod. Leave I a like voicemail. It. Let us know what your punishment's going to be. We'll keep track of those. We'll have the stat departments uh, scribe those things down for us. Okay, perfect. You got any other questions? Um, yeah, one quick one. Uh, right. This is. Uh, I just need a, a quick. Who do you believe is the worst here? Okay. The topic is worst. Um, worst names. Worst professional sports names the washington commanders the cleveland guardians or the rusty madden 2019s (laughs) (laughs) so i mean i get the commanders because he's there in dc and you can't okay i understand that i don't there's something about the guardians and um cleveland there's some kind of statues or something there i can't i kind of remember vaguely that but i don't i don't know the specifics i got still no clue what madden 2019 (laughs) means so i'm gonna have to go with that until he explains that i'm able to like understand that more that one's the worst team name it's low-hanging fruit so yeah is in the hell let's let's just attack you got anything else yeah i got one more question this is gonna be a fun question after this slight pause you gotta go this one might this one's a fun question it might last maybe 10 or 15 minutes oh i'm good i got i got are good okay all right so let me you want i'll cue it back up uh, did I lose you? Are you ready? Yeah. All right. So here's my last question. Hopefully it's kind of fun. It's football season. Did you ever play flag football at App? Did they allow y'all or no? Uh, I didn't play. I, I don't know if they didn't allow us. I know we didn't play because of baseball. So. Gotcha. Yeah, I assume maybe that. So flag football league style six on six we're gonna do a little draft back and forth you're a cat team captain i'm a team captain and we're gonna draft and joe you're like but jared we only have 10 people why is it six on six where it'd be 12 the yeah. final spot the final spot for each you can pick you have we have to have one wife or significant other on the team okay i'll let you pick first and we're not going to do a snake. It's just going to go back and forth, one and one. All right. I am going to take Brad. Brad first. Is there a reason why? He's fast. Sometimes he can catch. Well, he can't catch with a glove on, but he probably can catch better with just his hands. <laughs> <laughs> so so I, I'm going to take Brad. It's, you know, speed wins. Okay. Speed wins. So I'm going to take Brad All right. there. So you got Brad. Uh Speaking of speed, I got to take my boy Michael. I mean, I mean, he played in college for Christ's sake. He did, so, and and I played with him before. I was throwing up some some hail marys to him. So so I'll take Michael. We'll run it back. State Carolina grads on the same team. Let's go. Who's your Who's your next? First of all, thank you for taking Michael because that was a huge error on your behalf. He's about to be on the IR, so I appreciate that. He's about to have his like femur cut off and replace with a cadaver femur. So good luck with that. I don't think he's going to do much cutting. Well, right? <laughs> good, thing that, 
he didn't do a whole lot of cutting when I was playing. He was just running that nine route, go route, go. But, <laughs> but yeah, so I'll, I'm taking, and luckily this is hypothetical and we're not playing. Yeah. You never know. We might be playing. Okay. Uh, Who's your num- number two. I'm going to take rusty. Okay. Speed. That's a good one. That's a good one. I was hoping to somehow get Michael and rusty. I want the speed there. So I'm going to, I'm going to take Russell with the speed. I feel like he's, He's like a little Cooper Cup. That's the way I see Rusty, right? Okay. okay. He's going to get open. I'm going to put him in the slant, and I'm going to sling him darts, five-route hitch, hitches, five-route, five-yard slants. Okay. All right. So you're the quarterback of your team? Of Yeah, obviously. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to take my – I could quarterback it, but I'm also I can run the routes pretty good. So I'm going to take this guy. It might surprise some people, but I'm taking my boy Slip. I mean, mm. QB, QB is in his – I mean, it's in his blood. He played in, like, seventh grade. He didn't like getting hit, so he stopped playing. So, he might be a little bit like Joe Flacco back there and just kind of a statue, just kind of throwing it around. But I think he can throw some – I think he can throw some seeds to me and Michael running. So, I got my boy Brooks at QB. Okay. I think this next pick's going to surprise you. I'm going to go with Pittman. Okay. Okay. Here's my reason. Sometimes you need a little blocker on those um, those end arounds, and he can move some people around. Um, not to mention, you know, if I want to do a little pick play or something, I, mean, I got you can't touch. You can't touch in flag football. What do you mean you can't touch? You can block, not with your hands. Why not? Because you're not allowed to use your hands and flag. You got to shuffle the feet. So I hope he's got that good lateral movement. I hope that CrossFit's been helping out with this. Well, I still feel like he'd be a good acquisition for our team, so I'm going to take Pittman. Okay. We'll have All to right. figure out his niche or niche. Okay. All right. So so we're down to Brian, John, and Chaz. I think we know who's going to go last. But I'm going to take Brian next. Brian still has some quickness to him. He still understands. What, I can kind of put him into in the, to blocks there for Brooks or a little. He'd be my center maybe. Snapping and kind of running out to the flat, just kind of quick hit, first down, boom. There you go. Boom, boom. Me and Michael running the deep routes, in routes and everything, Brooks hitting us, Brian kind of going to the short route flats, boom. So, but, yeah, so I got Brooks, Brian, me, Michael. You got Brad, Pittman, and Rusty. So now we got – And and John. Thanks for taking – if you weren't taking (laughs) – well, I'm as a, I was actually glad you took Brian because I wanted John on the squad. The speed isn't going to be there for him, but right. I feel like he can catch. So if we need that, you know, four yards to get a first, he's someone that we could rely on. You know, I got Rusty and Brad on the outside, or perhaps, you know, if I if I need to get a mix in terms of catching balls, Johnny can sling it. You know what I mean? Right. So right. I think, you know, he's a dual threat. If we need the little uh, – to make a first down and, and him, you know, running routes, we could do it. If we need him to get some people, he can do it. If he needs to sling it, he can sling it. And so that's why I think I, I'd pick John there. Okay. I got it. I like it. And I'm, I'm glad you left this person to me um, because I think this person is going to be sneaky. I, I mean, I think they'd kind of be able to hold their own. 
And with my fifth pick, I'm going to take Abby. (laughs) 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 I'm going to take Abby. (laughs) So she was on on my radar. I think 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 she's got a little dog. I think she'd be able to kind of put her on the other side of Pittman. I think think the competitive juiciness would come out, and she would just want to beat Pittman. And I think Pitt might get Pittman's head. I'm going to take Abby. Okay, okay, tough call there. So you still, you still, Chaz is still on the board. He's still there. And um, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take Chaz's son. <laughs> <laughs> I got to see this. I got to see this phenom in action. Okay, so I'm going to take Chaz's son. And we're going to put him to work and see if he's actually worth everything Chaz says he is. And the reason I did that is because now you have to pick Chaz. And so Chaz has to go up against his son. And he's, he's going to know go light on him. He's going to know his flaws. He Apparently will not he go doesn't have any flaws. We'll, we'll put, we'll put, Chaz. I don't know where I'm going to put Chaz, but I'll find a spot for him. <laughs> I'll find a spot for him. He'll be. He'll be, yeah, we'll figure him out. He'll just get in Charlie's head. So there you have it. I got my squad, me, Michael, Brooks, Brian, Abby, and Chaz, and your squad, you, Brad, Rusty, Pittman, John, and Charlie. Charlie, just d dubbing. You you cheated a little because I said wife or significant other, and you went with, but the way, I mean, the way, Wait, Chaz talks about Charlie more than he talks about his wife. So, <laughs> so that could be a fun game. Uh, who's gonna? Who would win? I mean, we would win, but by how much? Uh, uh, I don't even think it would be close. It, it'd be like it'd be like your team going up against Brian's team in fantasy week one. We would just throttle you by eighty points. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure Chaz would do like something like pay off the ref or something as well. He's got them deep pockets. So no. Chaz, uh, between Chaz, Chaz will be huffing and puffing from freaking shooting darts all day. So he, he can't run. <laughs> I w- I don't know what I'd do with him. He'd be uh, yeah. We'd, we'd figure something out. We'd figure some kind of game plan out for him. But that'd be my prediction. Speaking of other predictions, how about we move on to this week week two predictions? Let's go. Week two matchups. Here we go. All right, guys, here we go. Week two matchups. We're going to get things started. Let's start with me. We're going to go me and Chaz, a divisional matchup here. At the moment, I'm showing 132 to 135. Chaz has the slight lead. Um, Jared. Who do you got, and what do you think is going to be kind of the factor here? Man, 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 man. This one is this one's going to be a good one. Um, I think in looking at it, I think I might have to lean right now. I think I'm going to have to lean towards Chaz. I think I think Josh Allen's just he's really good, right? Really um, good. Detroit just got lit up. So McLaurin might have a good outing. 
I think, uh, I mean, I think Dalvin and Miles are going to go out. I think Chubb might light up the Jets. I don't think Kittle's going to play, but I think, yeah, I think I'm going to have to go with Chaz in this one. I think some of those top guys are going to come out with him and do real strong. Um, but fuck, I mean, I keep forgetting you have both Jefferson and Cup. Those guys can go off, go for 60 in any moment. Um, I think, I think you need at least 50 from Jefferson and Cup combined to, uh, to, to stay in it. I think you need 50 combined from them. If if Chaz holds you holds those two, if those two guys stay under fifty, I think Chaz wins. But I think this I could see this one being similar to last week's with you and Eric, where this might be the the, the solid matchup, high scoring affair. But I'm going to go Chaz. I, I agree with you on that aspect. I don't I don't know if it's going to be necessarily as high, like in the one forties, where it's like one forty to one thirty five again. Uh, but it's going to be close. It might be like a one thirty five, one twenty eight. Uh, 130-125, that sort of thing. Uh, Russell Wilson's going to come back. Jefferson's not going to score his, you know, 36 or 38, 28 points or whatever it was. It's not going to be as high going against at Philly. Um, Cooper Cup, uh, God, I hope he can maintain it. I, I just think overall I'm going to pull this out. I think it's going to be another tight one where we both score a lot of points and I sneak this one out by, you know, four or five points. Um, I just, you know, I really, what I need to have happen is Kittle not to play, um, Chubb not to go bananas and Minnesota to keep Miles Sanders in check. And if he picks the wrong defense, which he has a tendency to do this year. <laughs> well, I was just going to, uh, I mean, but I think out of those three, I think he's probably got the right one in, right? Uh, I mean, now is like kind of the problem now is like, it's still, though, I mean, the Rams at home are probably going to be pretty good with Atlanta coming across. But then you never – I mean, Buffalo. I mean, why draft him that early if you're not going to play him? Well, because he doesn't want other people to have him, which well, I don't – I disagree with it. Yeah. So, but, yeah. So, so I'm gonna, all right, I'm gonna we're, we're opposites there. I'm going to go myself again. How do you, like uh, you like his new team name, Chubb Hub? I think he's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I go by the rule of you have – I change my name when I lose. That's typically okay. been my okay. rule. Unless okay. I got a really, really solid one that okay. I'm playing against another GM, I'll, I'll typically keep it until I lose just okay. to change it up a little bit. So, okay. But, yeah, I like him. So he's, you know, lost last week. Here he goes, changes his name. That's a great name. I'll also He's say pretty y'all... creative. He's a yeah. creative guy when he wants to be. Yeah, I don't want to go that far. But – um. As y'all, are, y'all are the only matchup of the week where it's 1-0 and versus 0-1. So, we'll see what happens. This is true. This is very true. All right, let's go. Moving on to the next one. John versus Jared, a 1-0 and matchup. I am currently witnessing these at a 122 for you versus 127 for John. Uh, no name changes there except for yours. Lenore went whining for the belt, for a belt. Um, currently you have no tight end in there, so that's probably going to bump up a little bit. I mean, my um, last tight end only had two targets and no catches, so who knows? Might not have one. And you didn't even need to play a kicker last week, and you still decided to. You were trying to get them points. But high score, that. baby. I was going after yep. the high score. You got it. You got it. Um, so what do you, what do you think is going to happen here? Because I'll just say this off the top. John's team isn't going to score 108 points. It's going to be more than that this time. 
I agree. I think Diggs will get his. I think DJ Moore is going to have a better game. I think that I need I need Ram, I need the Rams to give Cam Akers another shot and make it more 50-50. If it's not, if it's the same split, I think Henderson probably could prove easily run pretty well on uh, the Falcons. I can see Kelsey doing well. Who knows about Michael Thomas? My thing is I fucking hate players on Thursday night. I hate I hate like the short turnarounds. Hopefully early in the year, week two, it's not as bad. But I just I feel like they never produce on a short turnaround, short week, Thursday night. They just never produce. And I got both of my running backs going on Thursday night. Well, not to um, mention, it's a tough matchup, right? We got a divisional matchup between the Chargers and the Chiefs. That's gonna be that's gonna be a tough matchup. Yeah, maybe. I think to me, I think God, this is this is good though. I mean, it's Chase versus Diggs. Tariq Hill. I need Eckler to outscore Kelsey. Um, I think I'm going to pull it out again. I need to go back and look because there was one time, it was about three or four years ago. I need to go back and look and see if I can find the stat line because I think it was the 49. I think the Panthers were flying across to 49ers and John picked up some waiver person from the 49ers running back because somebody got hurt. And I can't remember if it was Jeff Wilson or Raheem Mostert, but they ended up running for like four touchdowns and it just destroyed me. So I'm hoping I get payback this year for that. So I'm going to take me Jeff Wilson. Don't disappoint me. I know you will. Let's go. I'm taking you strictly on the fact that John has four tight ends on his roster. Um, after picking up Taysom Hill, he now has the starting Kelsey and, and Andrews. Uh, which means he's got, you know, I, I just don't agree with that. I, I get their projections on it, and you got to start Kelsey. I'm just not high on Andrews, never have been. But then he's got Taysom Hill in there, Hunter Henry on his lineup. It's like, you know, mix it up, dude. If you're going to start two, you might as well start four or at least three. Um, I don't like it. I'm too many defenses. I don't know what his play there is with Taysom Hill because he had a – touchdown last week i don't know why you would pick him up um but that's why i think he's gonna lose he's just not i just don't think he's utilizing his flex positions to the best of his ability but i can be proven wrong i have been proven wrong trade a tight end i was working on a deal with them earlier in the week and maybe another gm but it doesn't look i think i think they're getting cold feet let's go boys let's go let's get creative i can guarantee none of those tight ends involve Taysom hill no but i did think about picking him up and putting him in my tight end spot this week <laughs> why because he's a he's a tight you never know i mean it's just like well your tight ends historically don't produce there's no difference between tight end nine and tight end 30 all of them are going to be the same stat line. At least if five you, targets, at three least. catches, thirty <laughs> yards. Maybe they score. Maybe they don't. That's at all le- the tight ends between like tight end nine and tight end thirty. But if Taysom, but I don't. But then it's also like Taysom Hill might not be able to be on the field. But if you're telling me that dude gets four or five carries a game, if I know that's going to be happening a game, and they're not throwing, I'll take that all day long. Well, that's going to say like I guess the only thing there is. Let's say Jameis goes down. Now you can, you can. 
I don't know. Can you put him in as a tight end and still get quarterback points? Potentially, but I think Yahoo might change that at some then point. Then he would change it. So eventually, but, but if like it if happened did, during the game, oh yeah, just, for that sure. would be banana for sure. Right there, That's one so. thing I thought too. I was like, yeah. man, let's let's make. Let's. But I will say, like I mentioned in the pre, like shooting from the hip when we were talking about the waiver. It was just, I don't know. It's just, it was interesting where, like, I was looking this morning or the Wednesday morning when everything cleared of uh, John's transactions were making me think like he had like a trade kind of like working in, but probably not. So I did, I did put the stat departments just put in my ear. Back in 2019, the Panthers traveled over to San Francisco and San Francisco won 51 to 13 behind. Running back, Tevin Coleman, 11 carries, 105 yards, three touchdowns. Jesus. And I remember John Payton, I played him again. I was like, this guy's going to kill us because that was when we, our run defense sucked. Still does. <laughs> but well, but I'm taking – yeah, I'm taking me. Let's go. Let's go. Let's we're go both on way. you there. Hopefully you move on to 2-0. and um, Let's go. Slip and Rusty, uh, the next matchup on the board here. Deep fakes versus Madden 2019. Currently, I'm looking at it as a uh, slip at a 130, rusty 137 matchup. Uh, what do you who do you got in this one? Tough call here. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a two two big big producers in week one. Um, I think God Kamara's got a tough one. Kyle Barkley against the Panthers probably going to run wild. He's got. Man, I think this is going to be another – man, this one's going to be a tight one. Um, ooh, I think the interesting one is going to come down to Kyler Murray and James Conner. Which ones gets the touchdowns? I think battle of the toilet seats, the past three years, I think Brooks is going to pull it out. I think I think San Fran is going to give Debo a lot of rushing attempts now the – Mitchell's out. He's going to run some of that stuff. Kerry Mahomes is going to be Mahomes. I think those other guys are just so solid that they're going to be so good, and one or two of them are going to pop, and it's going to carry him. So I'm going to take Brooks. I'm going to go against the grain and go with Russie solely on the fact that we can talk about the Mahomes and the Murrays and the Pittmans and the Waddles and all these big names. This matchup is going to come down to the tight ends and which one scores the most. And they both have shitty tight ends, in my opinion at least based on last week's performances. Uh, I think Goddard's going to outscore Knox again, and that's going to put uh, Rusty into a uh, 2-0 position there. If Goddard, if, God, if that's happening to Goddard, though, that means A.J. Brown on the same team's not getting the points. Well, he can still score. <laughs> not on the same play. <laughs> not, no. Not on the same play, but he can still score points. It's possible. Yeah. So, But, yeah, that might – I might, I'll take it back. Now, I know I said yours and Chaz is probably going to be the game. Of the, I think this one's going to be the game of the week. Rusty th- and Brooks, will be, this will be the matchup of the week. It's got potential for sure. I mean, it's definitely I, – I don't. I think they're going to outscore the 130 projections that they got yeah. for sure. Rusty, Rusty uh, Brooks has Mahomes going on Thursday night. Rusty doesn't have anybody going. What's Rusty going to be doing Thursday night watching going up against Mahomes? He's going to be just like, fuck, throw a pick. Fucker, God, motherfucker. Fucking pick. God, run the ball. God, run, first and goal from the two. Run the ball. Don't throw it. Shovel, <laughs> shovel past my ass. <laughs> yep. But then on Monday, because Slip doesn't have anyone going Monday, Slip's going to be doing the same thing because Rusty's got two guys. Run it. He's got run him it. and 
going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's going to be a good one. A, be a good Get one. some cameras on them. Broadcast that shit. All right, so we're going uh, different, different. We're going on different approaches there. I'm going to take Rusty. You take Slip. Let's move on. Pittman versus Piz. Um, let's see here. This one, we got <laughs> Pittman again. Dude's creative. Every year, the dude's creative. <laughs> we play the same GMs every year, and every year he comes up with good names for everybody, different names. So Frodo Baggins, Belly Flop. It's <laughs> a good one. It's a good one. Oh, God. Uh, so currently I'm looking at it at a 120 to 111. Uh, Time out real quick, though. <laughs> what are the rules on team names if your team name is based off a guy that you don't play? <laughs> I mean, Grant, that's uh, you, you fall in that boat too. Uh, halfway, halfway, because I have let's ride in there. Uh, I got Russ start. Okay, let's ride. Okay, okay, let's ride. Okay, I mean, Brad's got Ramondre, but no Ramondre last week, no Ramondre nope. this week. I understand why, but currently got Harrison Buckner that's out. And for those of you that aren't listening to any NFL news, apparently there was some slick side on the field and he sprained an ankle somehow. Huh. Uh, so he's out. So he's going to have to make a decision on what to do there. And uh, Slip currently doesn't have anyone, at least that I'm looking at, in his uh, defensive position. However, he's got uh, L.A. Chargers and Pittsburgh that he can choose from. So his, his uh, projections are going to go up. Who do you think uh, is going to pull this one off, though? We picked up Pittsburgh, so I got to I got to assume he's going to go pick Pittsburgh. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I think uh, I mean my boy, Amon Ross St. Brown is so good. He's going to be good. Mike Williams with Keenan Allen being out, he's going to be good. That's about it. <laughs> so, <laughs> but and then on the other side, Henry might not run well in Buffalo. Dylan looks like the real deal. Marquise Hollywood Brown, I think, is going to be good. He finally put in Kareem Hunt. I think Herbert's going to go do really well. Adams is just getting everything. I think Pittman's going to pull it out again. Pittman's going to go uh, one and one. Brad, my champion, is going to fall to zero oh and two. I love you, buddy. Sorry. I'm going to take Pittman on this one as well. I mean, I saw his squad firsthand last week. He, he's got a dynamic squad. He had players on the bench that were working for him. I just hope he doesn't get hurt by picking Kareem Hunt in this position and then it backfiring in him. Um, and then like him not playing Gordon against Houston. Uh, that that could come back to haunt him here, but we'll see. I'm going to pick him there. I just don't have faith in Brad's team right now. And it's, it's a, it's one of those prove it to me. Yeah. Prove it to me that your team's can score over a hundred points. Then I'll pick. Yeah. But till then, and with the limits that he's got with, like, C.D. Lamb, who the fuck so, – I, I don't even know that dude's name uh, that's going to be throwing it to him there. I'm not a – Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush, whatever. Um, I'm not a big Hawkinson guy, never have been. And Mooney, I, he's the number one there. And they don't have someone that could – spread the defense, and so they're just going to bracket cover him. And I just don't trust that Justin Fields can make the throws to Mooney that he needs to make. I, I feel like he's still that quarterback that needs that, that receiver to be wide open. 
and he's not going to fit it into tight windows, and I just don't trust that money pick. So prove it to me. Prove it to me. Score over 100 points. I'll pick you next week. Ooh. Uh, we go fifth and final matchup, and that's going to be Michael versus Brian, both 0-1. Uh, currently, uh, no name changes there. I'm sure that'll happen, hopefully, sooner rather than later. But I'm looking at Michael with a 130 to a 104 projection. God bless him. <laughs> we almost got a projection under 100. Say it ain't so. I wonder if that's it. We got to get stats department on that. If we've ever seen a projection like late in the, late in the year, week 15, 16, bye weeks, where if there's been a projection under 100 points. Got to think I mean, there has been. I mean, Who do you think pulling this one off? I mean, 28% I mean, win percentage for Brian right there. I mean, what, do we even have to give reasons? It's really about how how much is Michael going to win by. That that should be the conversation. Okay, I'm I'm in on board too. I mean, I'm going to pick Michael. <laughs> so let's do that. Let's make let let's make some predictions on. So last week it was a 76 point difference between you and Brian. Do we over? How about this? I'll give it to you this way: over under forty. Four and a half. Brian will lose by less than that. Not quite much. Not not. I mean, it'll be pretty close, but he'll lose by about that thirty-five range. Okay. Yeah, I'll take the over forty-four. It might get yeah. It might get ugly. Might get ugly. That's yeah. I just I don't I don't see a chance. I really don't. He's got Godwin in there right now. He's gonna move him off. Godwin's out or questionable at least. Um, he'll not put Acres in. Acres is gonna play there. I mean, I agree. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Wolf. I don't know. It's just I mean, not it's, good. It's I mean, not... this is a great. If you're Michael, you got to be thinking. Oh, thank God. Thank God. You know, coming off a week one loss, he put in a good effort. Just kind of ran into a buzzsaw. But, you know, you go into week two and you're like, all right, who do I got here? Who do I got to play? Oh, Brian? Okay, Jesus, I could take a week off. Don't have to worry about it. Um, and I I, th- I think this game's over by Sunday at 1 o'clock. Or 3.30, it's over. They don't have any thir- – uh, Michael doesn't have any Thursday night – Thursday night guys. <laughs> 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 no. He, d- he doesn't. No, none of them have that. But yeah, maybe the yeah, that three o'clock will it be over? That's the yeah. But yeah, I, mean, I don't know. It's gonna be ugly for a while for him. I'm afraid. Yeah, it's a it's a just like Brad, prove it to me, and then I'll pick you. So, alrighty, boys, that was your week two matchups. Good luck to everyone. Jared, send us home, buddy. All right, let's uh, dodge injuries and guess right. Later. Thank you for listening to the Hot Routes and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast. Just a reminder, if you'd like to get in touch with us, there's a way to do that. Please go to the website, anchor.fm, or even easier, download the Anchor app and search Hot Routes and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast. There, what you can do is leave us a voice message. If we like what we hear, we will play it on next week's pod. Also, in terms of distribution... 
We can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Podcast, and Radio Public. We are here to meet all of your platforms and wherever you listen to your podcast. But if you want the exclusive recording, please listen to your podcast on the Anchor app. For all of us here at the Hot Rots and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast, Dodge Injuries, and Guess Right.